Hey guys, uh, Bill here. Thanks for checking out another episode of the podcast. On this episode, I sit down with Cass Smiley, Chris Coleman, and Joe Stoltz, where we smoke the devil's lettuce, we talk some shit, and... They tell us what they have to say, what's going on in their minds. If you're not familiar with Cass, she's the 2017 Anchorage Press Comedian of the Year, which, by the way, did not exist in years previous. They created it so that they could give it to her, which is pretty cool. Also, Chris Coleman, he is an Anchorage comedy veteran, very funny. I've been a fan of his for years, and it's always good to hear him come down. It's uh, good to see him. And uh, get to hang out with him. Also, Joe Stoltz, uh, relatively speaking, a, a comedic young buck to uh, the Anchorage scene. But again, really damn funny. Anyway, I had the opportunity to sit down with them and smoke some weed and talk to them. Quick, solid shout out to Iron Asylum. Without them, none of this is possible. If you are not familiar with Iron Asylum, it is a gym. It is a mental health and wellness center located in Soldotna, Alaska. You can check them out at Iron Asylum AK on Instagram if you'd like to find some more information. They're also on uh, Facebook. So you can look up Iron Asylum Gym. They've had seminars with the Benchmaster Ryan Kennelly in the past, amongst many, many others. So if you are interested in a place to work out and pick up heavy stuff and learn to pick up uh, heavy stuff uh, with really quality equipment, that is certainly a place where you can do those things. And it's a private gym, so you've got to sit down with the owner or his bride, and they've got to figure out whether or not they like you enough to let you join the gym. So boo shaka. Also, another solid shout out to 5150 Vapes. Uh, also, without them, the show on Saturday, the comedy show that we had on Saturday, the 22nd, whatever day it was, 23rd, whatever day today is, it was the day before that, where we had uh, all these fine comedians come down from Anchorage to tell jokes at Fort Royal Parkers in Sultana. So again, thank you to Seth and Dave at 5150 Vapes. If you are looking for a place to pick up vapes, uh, and you're into vaping, like you're into vaping like nicotine juice or like those flavored juices that people seem to vape, uh, particularly the folks that uh, are getting off the cigarettes, the the actual tobacco, not the wacky tobacco, that is the place where you can pick them up. They are the Vape Super Center on the peninsula. And according to the folks that own the store, according to Dave, they have better prices on their vape juice than Anchorage. So people come down from Anchorage to buy their vape juice at 5150 Vapes. They've got great service, great customer care, and they've got a, a really great location in downtown Soldatna. All right. If you are interested in any of these sponsors, be sure to check them out on Facebook. 5150 Vapes is uh, they're on Instagram. They're also on Facebook, and uh, you can find them there. You can also find them in lovely downtown Soldatna. All right. There you go. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Enjoy this podcast. It's, it's pretty funny, and uh, I had a good time recording it. I hope you have as good a time listening to it. All right, Trap Lord Circuit, take it away, you handsome bastard. We are here today with Cass Smiley, no. Joe Stoltz, and Chris Coleman. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Good. Great. I'm, I'm good. Cass is taking a bong rip, <laughs> as she's supposed to do, because we are in the great land of Alaska. Uh, how was the trip down? It was good. We drove the elusive uh, Death Highway. Is it is that the Glen or the Spur? Which one is that? 
I think I thought it was always uh, yeah the Sterling Highway Ster- was, was always boy like that's the road your of part of it and then it get, like up where we I guess it's the Glen and then it turns into the Sterling Highway huh at the Y maybe maybe that's when it changes we should probably pay more attention to the roads we drive on shall we we should maybe it's we not like should gonna get lost on a different one or something there's only the one. You can go straight and go to sewer <laughs> and go right to, here. That's to true. go to the Kenai. Um, I don't rem- remember which one's called the Death Highway. The yeah. one, but I do remember which one it. gets me where. Right, exactly. I We're going to Kenai. Oh, are you taking this highway? Is not the next question. They'll be like, oh yeah, be careful. <laughs> I'm taking the only one that goes down there. Yeah, it's yeah. Alaska. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. When I went to the lower 48, it was nice to be like to live where the roads touched, like where they actually met, and you could drive away into another place. That was kind of fun for a while. So when you came back, uh, speaking of which, because you brought it, you brought the the move back up. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, the transition uh, from comedy in the lower 48 to uh, coming back up here was that a difficult transition? Uh, no, because it it was like nice it felt welcome to come back here because i was like oh this is familiar i know exactly who to talk to about stage time i know where to go i know what to say i know what the people are gonna laugh at being in the lower 48 was tricky because i was like oh i don't know um if my jokes are gonna fly here and it seems like they did okay like it was they're all right um so yeah it was a little bit of adjustment mostly it was just like adjustment in like the food and like water and like the water especially it was like oh wow there's clean water here and clean air <laughs> people smile and they hold the door for you because that doesn't happen here? in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Not in the Rust Belt. Yeah, it didn't that doesn't really happen. Look at that oh, lighter, bro. I, wouldn't, I would oh, think bro. they would be nice, like Quaker type people, right? Some of them were like our neighbors were like Amish and stuff. So like they lived. About, you're talking about Joe's home state of Ohio here, right? Yeah. Well, and I Close lived. Follow your roll, cast. I well, no, I lived. <laughs> I lived right on the crux, like in between. So like you drive like ten minutes and you're in Ohio, and then I was also like in. You know, like, um, that, what's the lake? Erie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. So we were driving, like, from Cleveland back and forth to Erie and stuff. We're, like, right in that little area. So, um, that's, and then our house got struck by lightning and caught on fire. And, uh, a lot of people, like, freaked out. Mostly me. And I was like, I gotta get out of here! And <laughs> came back to Alaska. You remember that show, Erie, Pennsylvania? No. What? Wasn't it, like, a, it was, like, a, a kid's, it was, like, the... Goosebumps. Yeah, it was but it was like, like Goosebumps when I was a kid, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right but, before. But Goosebumps. Goosebumps was when I was we were kids, right? I don't, they didn't have Goosebumps. I wasn't on a TV. kid when you were. Oh kids. yeah, you're right. <laughs> they had movies and shit. Goosebumps was still a book. Well, yeah, we. I know it was a book because when I was a kid in like fourth grade, we used to hang out and like me and three other kids would collect them and we put them all together and we'd write our initials on the inside so we know whose was whose. We'd throw them all in a big box just to show all the other kids who's got the most Goosebumps books. And then I remember it was kind of like this weird, awkward divorce, and I lost all my. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but it's, it does sound kind of elitist. Like we yeah, got it was. the it totally we was. got the full circle, and we joined forces, and then it was like we're not friends anymore. And then they're like, well, we're swiping your books, and I was like, no. And then my dad got mad, and we we're like, hey, we invested a lot of money in those books, and we actually thought you were reading them, yeah. not just collecting them to be like who's who, like, who's this boss. Is, this was Pokemon before Pokemon, kind of yeah, totally. Oh. And then I and then you're just like fuck you. I'm joining the Babysitters Club now. Yeah, and I had all those totally. fucking books or something. And then I went to uh, uh, I went through a marriage and I had vinyl records and it was the same thing. And instead of fighting over, it, I was like, you can just have them. And I left. And I was like, very similar situation. I was like, oh man, don't collect things with boys because they will take your shit. That's it's funny. the divorce is the worst shit ever. Like my <laughs> my ex wife took a whole bunch of shit that I collected that was cool. And it meant absolutely nothing to her. She just took yeah, it to be a bitch. That, yeah, she knows you like it. So I was like, I know. You have to keep that, like, 
So it was your collection, and then you met her, and you fell in love, and now you were able to keep your collection in the new house before okay. the whole marriage Because <laughs> usually in my divorce, you know, I did manage to grab all my vinyl records, <coughs> and then I fucking went through hers and gra- grabbed some of hers, so and snuck them into mine and shit. So I did get some of hers. And <laughs> what? Dirty shit. What? She's not going to appreciate the fucking Metallica picture disc, kill them all, like I am. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, but like, you know, all my other cool shit that I had before, you know, that just kind of went away (laughs) during the marriage part. So when she took stuff, it was like, oh yeah, that was all mainly your stuff. And so as far as my divorce went, and that was a long time ago, if we went, sorry, we're derailed on divorce. Now we're talking about, I'm so sad now. What kind of questions? (laughs) He asked how our drive was down. (laughs) It's the only question he asked. Now now we're like fucking in group therapy talking about our divorces. What about your divorce, Joe? You haven't had one yet, no. Oh, I came home with Not even been married yet. Oh, well, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Um, So, (laughs) okay, so actually, let's get to my my real serious question. What's going on at the comedy festival? You got a comedy festival coming on. I want to hear all about it. Okay, so there's a comedy festival happening in Anchorage the first week of April in 2019. So it's going to be Wednesday through Sunday, the 3rd through the 7th. And it's going to be, like, good times. We're trying to bring up as many uh, national comedians as we can. So it's going to be, like, a whole week full of these, like, national shows and, like, different uh, comics from all across the country. And then we're going to try to get, like, one big fat cat comedian to close out the week and have a big-ass party. (coughs) And uh, I'm really excited about it. It's just, like, I think our little comedy community is going to throw a big party and hope everybody comes and hangs out, mostly. So who's been supporting you uh, in this endeavor? Well... Um, mostly it's just like local, the local comics, like the AK comics are a little collective of us and like we produce our own shows. So we're kind of like taking our comedy schedule and expanding on it. And then we've got some local businesses that have signed on like Coots is a big sponsor. They're going to be like our home base. Uh, and then we have a sponsor called Great Lane Adventures and they're donating like this really great package where they're going to take a, a, like it's a 33 passenger bus and they're going to like load it up full of whoever we want and take them wherever we want them to go, go sightseeing, go chase the Aurora Borealis, go check out some Buffalo, whatever we want to do. I'm excited about that. And then also like you have been a big supporter and like, uh, I'm hoping like I'm going to get more companies to sign on, but I red run cannabis and, uh, I hopefully some other local cannabis people. I got, I got my feelers out there. I'm trying to get some like local sponsorships, people who can help donate and make uh, the comedians experience a little bit more fun. Yeah. We were just talking in the car about, like, what are some cool things that comics could do, like, during the daytime, like, to kill time? Like, what are some neat things? And they were like, would you guys come up with, oh, you take some guys to shoot some guns. Shooting guns. Fuck yeah. Well, <laughs> okay, guys. so so you're you're in Anchorage. You've got uh, you've got uh, Elmendorf right there. You've got, like, you've got some, some real badasses out there. I'm sure there's some retired dudes who have some really, really cool shit to do and would like to take funny people out to blow shit up. Right. It is Alaska. Oh. Yeah. I'm not yeah. even retired people like you know. Yeah, well, well, I mean, people, people like, my I'm age people have up. arsenals. Fucking weapons. have ridiculous arsenals who would like to take funny people out to blow shit yeah. up. It shouldn't be really hard to do in Alaska. No, a, no, no. I myself have a super awesome uh, potato gun that they can try. I mean, it's like it's a pretty awesome gun. Who wants to shoot a potato gun when they can shoot yeah, an like AR-15? Yo, like a Gatling Wait potato you gun? see this potato gun, <laughs> dude. <laughs> da, 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 da. No, no, like it's. To describe it as crazy, I wish I had a picture, maybe, but, uh, yeah, it's got map gas to it, (laughs) mixing chambers, fucking, it'll launch a potato, fuck, 
like 400 yards and stuff. It's pretty On the next awesome episode of Man vs. Food, we get little... Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> wait, can I cuss on this podcast? I know, Absolutely. I know it's, it's impressive because I've been out to a shooting range and people are shooting and, you know, how people with guns... You've ever been out shooting, yeah. you know? And how people, like, you know, check out the guns, like, you know, they're all... Just silently, like, like they're sizing, it, sizing them up. And yeah. stuff. So I pull out this thing. It's all PVC pipe. It's got mixing chip. Boom! When it goes off, it yeah, sounds yeah, like this. Yeah. People are like, what is that? You know, they, they're coming over. They're actually, you know, not yeah. over the shoulder. Like, oh, he's got this. Because, I mean, we also were shooting off AR-15s and yeah. you know, well, fun stuff like that, too. Well, like, a gun range <laughs> is like a place. It's, it's sort of like the, the one spot where it's, like, acceptable to, like, dick measure at the stall. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, so and so has so and so with a such and such that motherfucker. Right, right. Yeah. The scopes, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, people talk about them just like everything else. Like Hot Rods used to be. Yeah. Like there's nerds out there with their I don't know the nerd lingo for computers, but I'm sure they're talking about how much you know gigabyte. Yeah. Like, oh, I got this search, you know, well, you engines and stuff. Making noises that the guns made. Well, guns. Well, like everything has a rail <laughs> system, right? So it's essentially it's like Legos. You can stack on top of stack on top. Like you could put on if if you had access to I don't know like something to put on the underside of an oh, AR-15. Right, right. Just like a loadout on and a, all over the side. Oh, yeah, on a video oh, game, um, all of that stuff. Yeah, go go full uh, Call of Duty. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's like Legos. I, yeah, oh, I've yeah. shot those with the cool scopes and like, yeah. you know, the big clips and stuff. So, and, yeah, the rail system oh, on yeah. the side of the, the rifle is kind of like, uh, like Legos. So you can put whatever you want on the side. If you want to put like a night vision sight mm. or something, you yeah, can go all really out. Expensive. It's essentially, it's like Legos mm. for like dudes that like to blow shit up. It's dick measuring stuff. It, it's, it, it, it absolutely, it's like, it's like hot rods for, you know, like a different type of dude for dudes yeah, who don't know. have hot rod money. I'm sure, I'm sure women have something like that, but you know, back to that, that being an Alaskan thing, that yeah. just going out and shooting guns like that and knowing enough people with that. Right. You know, these are like unique Alaska ideas well, that yeah. would be what cool else, to do with what people. What else can we do that would be well, like low cost? That would be cool okay. for comics to do. So one of the things that's worked in, in my experience is, is like goods and services, right? So... If you have, say, a um, uh, like a guiding service that may be short on cash, they would be able to maybe provide a service where they'd be able to take <laughs> out some of your guests, some of your folks that are coming in from out of state right? Um, in order to exchange. Like it's a sponsorship <laughs> that is worth X amount of dollars, but isn't uh, actual uh, actually X amount of dollars. Right. Well, what we, that's kind of what we've been working with so far is what we've been calling like in-kind sponsorships, yeah. which essentially is like trading. So it's like, you know... I have this amount of, like, uh, advertisement or whatever, and this is what I'm willing to do for you, like, help advertise, but also, you know, this is what I need. So, like, with the Great Land Adventures, there's this guy, his name's uh, uh, Busby, he's great, and he is just this cool dude, and his service is, like, he has these big passenger vans, and he takes people from, like, downtown Anchorage that come in off these cruise ships or whatever, like, in all these buses, and then he takes them in large groups out to hunt the aurora or out to go do some wildlife and he um is willing to trade with us and so he'll take our comics wherever they want to go and so i'm thinking like oh we'll go to uh whittier portage or something like that go see some glaciers and then you know and then also like the main dream what i have is this big idea that i could get like one of the portage glacier cruises to do like a thing with us where we could sell tickets and do like a vip package where you buy into the festival and get a vip package for the whole festival and then you get exclusive access to the show where like comedians go on this bus to Whittier and then in Whittier they get on this uh boat and then they go out to the glaciers and while they're you know getting you're tooling out to this place where you're going to view the glaciers they do a little bit of stand-up 
And so passengers on the boat get a show, so it's kind of like a show, and then the comics are also getting their sightseeing, so it's kind of like a two-for-one. That's the dream. I wonder if, like, a big cruise ship company or, like, a boat, somebody who has a boat that can, you know, take out 20 or more, if they'd be willing to trade something like that. If they are, they can hit me up at alaskabeforeyoudiefest.com. And there's a sponsorship packet page and a way to get a hold of me, or you can just email me last before you die fest at gmail.com. And it's a homegrown thing. It's just all comics. It's all grassroots and very uh, low budget nonprofit. Uh, we have a twenty dollars submission fee for all performers, but if you're a local Alaskan, all you have to do is hit me up and email me, and we'll figure out a way for you to volunteer so you don't have to pay the fee. Uh, there was a local guy who plays the ukulele, uh, and he's a nice guy. He travels around the state. He's cool. He's a local performer threw a shit fit on the internet and basically called me like a fascist and was like, you're, you know, you're taking money from these performers. You're making them pay to play. I am also a local performer. Like I'm a comic. I get it. You know, every festival I've ever did, I, I am, I've performed in and paid to perform in. So like, I get it. It's a pain in the ass, but like, it's going to be worth it. Anybody who comes, we're going to show you a good time. We're going to dance and drink our faces off and go see moose or whatever the hell your thing is. So. All right. Well, It sounds uh, really, really fantastic. And now I know that you've done a lot of tours and, uh, and well, you've done a lot of festivals in the lower 48. You've had the opportunity to yeah. kind of go around, uh, see some things, do some things. Do you, how do you feel like that has prepared you for setting up a festival like this? Um, I think that it's um – I've seen a lot of like things that I I enjoyed. Like I was like, oh, that was cool. That made it worth my time. That was a neat experience that I'd like to you know recreate or repeat. And then there's some other things where it's like, oh yeah, well you know I wouldn't like to do that again. So it's I've kind of like case in point. Like I went to a festival where I paid you know probably like twenty five dollars to enter the festival to be eligible to be a part of it, and then they you know, elect me, and then I have one show, and then I have to fly myself from Alaska to. Ohio, you know, or wherever I, I went. In this case, I think it was um, like an Idaho or some festival like that. And then um, I didn't like it. It was just like not worth it. And I didn't really make that many friends. And it was just like <coughs> kind of rough. Uh, and then I went to another festival where I was like, oh man, this is the way it should be. It's like one of the biggest festivals in the world. And I was like, oh dang, okay, I see. This is like a well oiled machine. They had 11 shows a day and they very good at what they do. So it was like welcoming, easier. I saw like I picked up ideas I'm like, oh, I would, I would probably do this like that. I'd make my passes like this, things like that. I guess. And I was just, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about uh, Idaho, and I was thinking about Pocatello, Idaho, made famous by the late great George Carlin because there's nothing going on in Pocatello, Idaho. Yeah, I've never been there. I went to Boise once. That was all right. That's all I can say about it. A lot of white people in Boise. A lot of biker gangs. Is there a lot of white people in Boise? Tons. Never would have thought. I've it. been to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, <laughs> Northern Idaho. That's pretty there ain't white. Nothing but white people there. Well, I've like seen Howard two Central black people there, there and yeah. I went and hugged them, had a conversation. I was like, "Oh my god, it's crazy!" Yeah. yeah it was a, it was the weirdest place I've been area to. Up in, yeah, it's like really white power centric up there. Same with uh, like that like, area you know, of like Oregon it's just and all Washington. Poor fucking places because it was a bunch of thrift stores and fucking. Pawn shops. That's my people. Well, well I, was, um, I was stationed near Coeur d'Alene in, in Spokane. And so that oh, was... I like Spokane. So, yeah. So that was one of the things. was like that, that part. Yeah, Coeur d'Alene. <laughs> yeah. And, and like that area of Idaho was... I, like, I didn't see any of the white power shit. But like, you heard all of that. I think that it's was, underground. Yeah, you didn't have yeah. to look around and tell a yeah. racist joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. 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 It's always safe. Yeah. 
filter off 24-7. Yeah. I was in Sandpoint, and, uh, and I saw it. I don't want to assume that he was, uh, he was, he was Indian, but he certainly looked like he, like, if I were to guess, he was probably from India. Um, but yeah, it was the only, all, only darker complexed person I saw for, like, hours. In there. Yeah. Yeah, all white people at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, that's strange. It's really strange. White people want to assimilate people's culture, but they don't want to be around them when they do it. Right? Did you bar? see one of those in Portland? Oh, I didn't go to what bikini bar? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So so <laughs> so I got a story. I got a, I got a fucking story about this. So, um, what was it called there in Portland? You probably remember. Yeah, it was like yeah, I, I remember. It was like there were the flames outside. Um, we went there one night because one of the chicks that that worked there told us she was a stripper. Yeah. And so uh, so we we're like, well, fuck it. There's like. There were like, uh, I don't know, like five or six of us. We were all fucking shit faced and we all, we were all like young single, single Air Force dudes with like money to blow. And we, uh, we ended up there. Definitely, uh, yeah, definitely not a titty bar. No. No. Def- no they, they, they dance. So a bikini bar is they dance, right? Yeah. Out there and they got a bikini on. And that's it. And they remove that bikini to reveal another bikini. A smaller bikini. Yeah. Stuff and that's really that's the yeah, show. Not at all. Yeah, you that's have to the pay show. them to do that, or they just do it. No, they get the tips. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they no, treat it like a regular like strip, a strip club. club. Yeah. yeah, but it's just it's a bikini with a smaller bikini, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And I was like, so what's the appeal here? You know? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, on Wednesdays it's nickel beer night, and they just roll in kegs and like. Shh, Nickel beer, like it's a kegger and stuff. I was like, oh, oh okay. I see. Yeah, yeah. I see now. Yeah, yeah. And then, it, you know, and you're in, in northern Idaho. Like, Wednesday, a lot of people Lane, right? was like in there and they're like, oh, you want to go? Like, they'll drive to Montana to like the real titty bars in Montana. But like up there, you know, it's that's like us driving, you know, like we it's, it's less than us driving here to Kenai. Here's the thing. To drive it's to only Montana in Coeur d'Alene. It's yeah. only in Coeur d'Alene because there's, the, there's an actual strip club in Idaho 10 miles away, like right on the border <laughs> with Washington. There's oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but, yeah, so people will come like, yeah, it's rough, man. It, it can get rough. <laughs> if you're trying to see some boobs, like Coeur d'Alene's a rough place to do it. Um, but if you're, Idaho. Yeah, oh. but if you're trying to see a bunch of white folks do white folks stuff, like oh you know what? I'll take that back I did see some white power shit there I did go to, I went to a water park uh in there's a there's Silverwood in this uh, must be weird like we're trying to talk about Alaska and we're talking white yeah. power we're actually not like Idaho <laughs> unlike Idaho festival. we yeah comedy yeah, yeah, festival yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm biracial yeah we we are very diverse we're not like, like them. like you when you're talking like people were like oh you'll see Indians here and then, or natives you know like. I was like, oh, they're everywhere in Alaska. We deal with, you know, they're we part of the populace. With, we deal with them. Not oh, deal with I them, see. but see them all the time. Like, shh, We see them. You know? <laughs> and I mean, there you're just like, you talk about uh, Samoans and stuff. Yeah. Big color, and they were like, you want Somalians? And I was like, no, it's not like Black Hawk Down. Even, <laughs> even though I've seen like, you know, <laughs> stuff like that too. No, Samoan, Pacific Islanders are big people and it's a big <laughs> culture up here. So we are actually like, you know, that would be a, a, Super a, myth, yeah. a myth that we could break. Because you know, yeah. people think it's just nothing but like white people here, and it's like we are pretty super diverse. Philippine, yo, you, Filipino culture here. Yo, you stuff. can get Polynesian food at the oh, gas yeah. station. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy up yeah, here. Yeah, the musubi, Yeah, everywhere, dude, at the gas station. Yeah, spam and seaweed and rice. Yeah. I don't get it. 
what I don't I don't I don't buy anything <laughs> like that. At the, hot dogs is about the extent corn I dogs. Yeah, two corn dogs. That's always the move. Yeah. And then you eat them while you're walking around the store waiting for everyone else to buy and stuff, then, and then you throw the yeah. stuff in the trash so you don't have to pay for it. And then you walk away, hopefully. You are a seasoned consumer, Cass Smiley. I've been around. <laughs> Tell me full of regret. Yeah, 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 that's true. A little, a little bit, yeah. Like, ask me in like an hour karma. or two. After I've had a few drinks where it's like, yeah, how the chicken corn dogs sitting now? Oh. Oh, dear. Man. All right, so what do you guys think of uh, some of the, the cannabis you guys have had here so far? Uh, that, that, this we had, weed tastes good. We had Starho. That's, uh, that is not what is in this. It's just an easier to carry around right, to. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you buying, uh, or those of you at home or driving around, uh, yeah, the, I don't know. These are what the old, like, film rolls, um, yeah, the, yeah of, uh, of cannabis, is, I think is like an easier yeah, way. Yeah, like the to, one gram containers. Yeah, it's, it's much easier to carry around than like I, a bag because yeah, like, the I bags like get smashed up. Yeah, so they're they're just super convenient. Um, but that is the that is a sativa um, that I uh, I bought at retail a couple days ago. I wish I could tell you what it was off the top of my head. It's I'll tasty. tell you in the intro. Yeah, it's fucking uh, delicious. I so, smoked so some of that earlier and got lots bong? of shit earlier. Yeah. Uh, well, the one in the bong was uh, Starho. The oh. first one, yeah. and then I put some of this in the bong. The second one. Okay, so uh, in the bong was uh, Starho. In the bong. In the bong right. was uh, from Bob's Morning Bear. Ooh. Yeah, so shout sure out to Bob's I'm, Morning I'm Bear. Sure and then, and then in my uh, half gram glass top that I'm smoking on in my with my little palm is uh, this strawberry lemonade. Uh, I think it's a sativa from uh, Der uh, Einstein Labs, which is my favorite. That's my favorite concentrate. They make the best ones. They taste good. They have high uh, percentages. I'm dead inside, so I need the heavy hidden stuff, and they just always taste super good. Okay, so I had uh, very recently good, uh, not good titrations, but but uh, good concentrates. Uh, I, I I'm not sure where they're from. I'm not sure if they're from yeah, Fairbanks the good or the titration ones. To me, I'm like, yeah, they are this, right, but they don't taste very good. Well, this isn't good titrations. This is uh, just good. AK oh, we had cannabis. some of this. Yeah, yeah, we had um, some of this. Yeah, so it had a yeah. fancy yeah. package. Yeah. So so that's what I'm talking about oh, yeah, specifically. Um, <laughs> that I've had. I've got to experience that a lot this week, and I think uh, like their group. Um, shoot, I want to say it was Gorilla Glue was Tangerine. fantastic. Uh, it was fantastic. I think this the tangy is good. Um, they, they make some really, really good stuff and I've been really impressed with that. Okay, um, man. so, uh, so you recommend the Einsteins? I do. Yeah. When I like, right. I like, that's usually what I go for. So if you know someone at Einstein, let them know. Cass Smiley likes I, Einstein. I was just thinking on like a couple days ago, I was like, man, how do I get these people to sponsor me personally? Or like, get, I will make a deal with them. I will, I'll do all, per, whatever you want, personal videos. I don't know. <laughs> Hit me up. Cause like, your shit is so tasty. It's good. I, and I can, I consume a lot of different types. Yeah. I just like these ones the best. Well, they make a the. Um, I like the disposable ones. The, the uh, casinos. Einstein Labs came in first place at um, at the High Times Cannabis Cup. Did they? Yeah. So, but uh, Ryan Walker of AK Canna Dudes, also the the head grower at Red Run, came in second for concentrates. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, like that's who, like me personally, I've kind of gotten to nerd out with and learn about concentrates from guys who are kind of concentrate snobs. Uh, shout out to all the concentrate snobs on the peninsula. Uh, Wes over over at High Bush is uh, is a fantastic uh, person to talk to about concentrates. Ooh. The whole High Bush crew, um, but High yeah. So Bush. so they, 
we have a uh, yeah we have great concentrates down here, and I've gotten to have some of uh, the good stuff. I like the Einstein stuff as well. I think their uh, their pens are are really good. I was at a, at a show and uh, oh, I, at I'm the. Baked. I gotta... I'm, I'm fucking rich, bro. No, I gotta dude. try to remember. We gotta start. We gotta drink jokes in like a half hour, man. Oh no, you we got you got forty minutes. Now. Um, but I was at yeah, the show. Oh yeah, so oh, hey, uh, this is the in-house here at uh, Salmonberry Red Run. Yeah, I smoked this last show. We were here last time we were down here. This is good shit, man. I like it. Um, I I wish I wish they could give you a a tour of the cultivation. I wish it was here right now. But yeah, so it's, you know, all organic. They, it, it's a really cool process that they use for, for growing their stuff. And oh, that's yeah. the same stuff that they turn into, to concentrates. I'm so. so excited for our comics to smoke their weed. <laughs> like, I really am like, ooh, it is exciting to expose all these lower 48 people to probably don't get as good a shit as we get. Yeah, that's well, especially, what people need to come here for. Is well, like that's what the part of this is. Weed. It's like, oh, yeah, you know this weed culture? I got you. Don't worry. Especially don't if, if they're coming from, like, prohibition states. Exactly. And that's, that's the exactly. other thing. Like, that scares me. Like, when I go, like, out of state, it's like... Yeah. You know, now I gotta like ask a buddy to do some shit that could right. get him some real time. We were yep. talking about Idaho. It's the same thing. Like when I drove in Idaho, yeah. everyone was like, "Do not smoke weed here. It will do not. Don't smoke weed here. Don't drive and smoke weed." Like, and then everybody's out of the bar, all outside vaping and smoking weed. Like everyone does it, but everyone's like, "You can't fucking do it. You'll go to jail." And then when I was in Pennsylvania, and our like I said, our house got struck by lightning and caught on fire while we were growing weed in our house. And so, like, when the house caught on fire, we realized quickly, like, oh, yeah, fuck, Pennsylvania, it's a felony. So, like, when the house <laughs> caught on fire, we had to call the police and the fire department. And then quickly, you know, you're, while your house is on fire and everyone's kind of injured and you're like, what do we do? We got to get our possessions and our dogs and our family out of this burning building. And then I was so, you know, kind of look around as the ash is falling and the flames are creeping up the wall. And you're like, fuck. We gotta get all these drugs out of here! <laughs> and, like, you had to run around and, like, get all this shit out. And it was a nightmare. And I remember, like, running down the stairs with trays of hydro and, like, little baby clones and, like, little rock wool and just running around with these trays trying not to break these plants. I was like, we're gonna come back for you! And, like, taking them out into the backyard and kind of, like, <laughs> hucking them into the shed or, like, hucking them behind the shed, just trying to be, like, uh, in a panic, being like, we can't let the firemen see all this weed! And then they, they kicked their door down, knocked a bunch of weed shit over, didn't even care about it. There was no police reports. No one gave a shit. <laughs> we saved, we rescued a bunch of plants and we moved them from like house to house, trying to keep them secret. But Rescue. people would freak out. They'd be like, you can't have that here. Cause it's just, like, you know, paranoia. Everyone's so afraid of getting arrested and stuff. But now that, yeah, I know totally. And we did and We, and we, at the very, I named you Anne Frank. Exactly. For only exactly. 50 cents a day, you can yeah. save this yes. poor yeah. cannabis plant. That's exactly what happened. At the very end of it, we're, we're in hiding, right? Because of the weed. We get kicked out of the one place where at uh, the, his mom's place because the guy's like, you can't grow that weed here. And he almost got into a fist fight over it. We go to another house and we're like, no one can know we have this here. So I, we rig a trunk, a fucking trunk that you could hide a body in. And we put the light inside the trunk with the plants. And I remember having to like close the lid and hide it with like newspaper and make it look like it wasn't there. But we had to like drill a hole and there's like a fucking like cable going into it. It was so <laughs> janky. We're hiding it. It was very much like Anne Frank. It's it some like... very bad, breaking bad shit. <laughs> oh no. Okay. It continues, right? So we're trying to keep those plants alive. Then... When the lightning struck the house, it exploded in the, in the, it left a hole in the wall. And this hole in the wall was made because our flower tent was right there and it had four little babies in it that were like a week from being done. And they had been flushed and they were like right on the cusp of doneness. And they're all zapped and fried and fucked up, but I had saved them and we were going to trim them up. 
and I'm trimming them up, and I'm like, you know, these are kind of garbage. They're, like, singed, and, like, you know, there's still some trichromes, but, like, they're not as beautiful as they once were. Like, they're fucked up. And I'm cutting it all up, and I'm like, maybe we should throw this away. And my ex, who, like, lived through all this horrible stuff, you know, he, like, survived this, because he, like, he literally was, like, blasted out of bed from this explosion, and, like, his hair was, like, on fire, and he's all singed and, like, fucked up now. And he, I look at him, and I'm like, man, maybe we should throw this weed away, and he's like, no, we are gonna smoke that weed that was struck by lightning. And we did, and it was pretty dope. We had, like, four different kinds for a while. It lasted for a while. It was, like, it it's tasted like, different. It's kind of like a special thing. It was, too. Yeah. And then now, like that the guy... natural or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. We must was... smoke this. It was struck by lightning. Well, wonder, that... wonder weed, if you've ever seen the that natural. That guy ended up, like, uh, going to college <laughs> and getting a chemistry Sports degree, and now he's a chemical attraction the engineer. Because uh, Pennsylvania's <laughs> on their way to legalizing, so now he works for a, a college, and they he's, like, professional extraction technician he wears a lab coat and he does it in like a big lab so he does it on like a huge level Ex- uh, butane extraction he works with kratom and all this other stuff what are your thoughts on kratom uh i think anything that is non-lethal that can get people off of opiates should be explored ibogaine all that good stuff all right. yeah let the people use the natural medicines man i think that if they made more substances legal but i think people would probably lay off of them too and then the drug companies would take a hit, but they probably wouldn't even take a big of a hit because I think people still really like the idea of going to a doctor because it feels like less janky than going to a drug dealer. Kind of like, you know, people are like saying that the black market will die, a black weed market would die now that there's a legal weed market and shops are open. Yeah. Okay, that's not true. I still use a black weed market for sure. Yeah, I still, I use both, but like it's not dead. It took a hit, but it's not dead. Um, I just prefer, like, I, I like going to the shops. It's cool, but I prefer like I have a weed guy. I've had him for twenty years. I, when I give him my money, his money goes to, or my money goes to help his kids. Like I like that connection. Yeah. And I so I just call me old school. But I also just went and bought this fucking fifty dollar cartridge, and I'm gonna be using it for a while. All right. You guys okay? Everybody's real quiet now because right. everybody's super, super uh, So are we, are we telling we getting busted with weed stories? Oh yeah, because we did that too. Yeah, because you were like. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's about what you got prohibition in in a different country. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, what you got? Well, I was go. in. I was on a cruise this last time. This last winter, I went on a cruise ship, and uh, one of the stops was Jamaica and stuff. So in Jamaica, I bought weed in Jamaica, and I'm on a cruise ship. And the way I bought weed was pretty sweet because it's not really legal in Jamaica. Yeah, you know, but it's everywhere. Yeah. And stuff. And so I'm down there to buy some, and uh, you know, the guy's like, "Hey, you want?" Want to taste some rum, man? Because they're giving away rum everywhere. And I was like, nah, it's not my thing. You want to smoke some weed, man? And I'm like, yeah, what do you have? I was like, like 20 bucks worth. And he's like, put $10 more on there. I'm like, what? And he's like, you give me $30, I'll give you the best weed. I was like, all right, just roll the money up. He says, so. And he goes back and I was like, all right. So I just take $1 and I roll it up in this 20 and go back there. It was like a double ripoff situation. And then he sells me $20 worth of weed <laughs> as we go about. And I uh, have that on the cruise ship. I get some rolling papers and stuff. And we stop in Mexico then. And we get off and I get pretty drunk on some fucking margarita specials and shit. And when I come back, you got to get on chi and hit your little card. Yep. And when I do, about six security, cha-cha, hello, uh, surround me. Hey, we want to get a, have a conversation with you. And they pull me aside. And I was with my aunt and this whole posse of her, like, friends and stuff. They, who were all long 
they're all longshoremen and stuff too so they're, they're like parties but they see oh my gosh you know see me getting and these guys uh, you're the stateroom smell of the marijuana the guy's telling me, and they're telling me all this stuff, and I'm drunk, and I just look at So what are we talking about here, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we want to search your room. I was like, let's go. And stuff with my aunt's like, it's my room, too. And my, we go up and check it. They're like, where is it? And I'm the king of hiding stuff. It's on the nightstand right there where I right. sleep. And so I'm like, here's everything. They still search. Like, they want to search everything, and they search everything and stuff, and they're questioning me, where'd you get it? Like, you know, where you buy weave in Jamaica. And so my aunt's like answered for me because I had like six margaritas and stuff. Too truthful. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, hey. And uh, my aunt's getting questioned. And uh, she actually, this, I don't know, this, this won't land, but. I hear her say, I know he does it for the pain. They're already, he's already missing the toe into him and stuff, like, cause I do have a, a toe amputated and stuff. And yeah. Your and then, ride or die. And, yeah. and then, and then, you know, that we, they, they fucking search and are satisfied that I, we're not transporting a shitload of ton of weed. And then they're the happiest. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. They shake my hand and stuff. Enjoy your dinner. And I went off to dinner along with all the, these longshoremen that saw me just get busted. And they're like, what's going to happen? They tell me it's up to the captain and stuff. Like, what's going to happen like to me? Just, like, Who kept the weed? Huh? They Who kept do. the weed? They, they did. They did. Uh, you know, they, they kept all the weed and stuff. Yeah. Fuck yeah, they did. And they, and it, the, or whatever. The lower, I mean, the you know. The lower Lido deck and then they yeah, all your put weed. Yeah, they probably laughed and, like, smoked their good weed. And then I ripped off fucking Jamaican tourist weed. Yeah, yeah. Where did you get this weed? Yeah, they, Who gave they, this to you? Who gave you this Yeah, exactly. The fucking moral. Yeah. So, so then I'm at dinner and they're like, are you worried? Are you worried? I don't know. I was like, you know, it's up to well, the captain or whatever. And I was like, I'm pretty sure. I've seen a couple law and orders. I'm pretty sure they broke about like nine rules of chain of evidence <laughs> in the real world and stuff. But, uh, I don't know. Some, I don't think anything's going to happen, you know. Moral of the story is really you should tip, uh, tip your fucking, you know, um, your maid a little yeah, bit better yeah. and yeah. stuff. They, they stay shocked so, about so, everything. Yeah. So did uh, did the captain ever like sit you down and you know have firm words with you or anything? No. Anyone sit down to ever have firm words with you? No, none of that. Not after they took his weed and school. You know, but when I was leaving, when we were disembar- disembarking, disembarking is what yeah. they call it. You know, we're all going off, and again, you have to hit your thing and stuff. And I'm going down, and I'm a nice guy. And like I said, more longshoremen. And I'm, uh, oh, you need help with your luggage. You know, I just have a backpack and my little wheelie thing. I got a free hand. I'll help somebody out. Oh, yeah, carry this. So I'm helping uh, another longshoreman. And being a longshoreman, they pack in whatever they can. It's a fucking igloo ice chest that I'm (laughs) carrying, like, some clothes in or something. I'm like, what the fuck? It's got shoes in it. My wife's shoes. A little bit of fish. (laughs) Like, all right. A little bit of fish. Yeah, so we're going, and then I hit the card thing again and again. Frank! <laughs> Security pulls me aside Frank and stuff. Thing. We got it. You got to step aside for a second. Okay. Now the guy was like, oh, I better get my thing here. And I hand him this igloo ice chest, which he grabs, and they say, sir, you can't take that. And he just turns and like <laughs> shuffle walks away with this thing and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. I'm looking more guilty and shit, you know. But finally, I just sat there and they let me go because it's like oh, whatever, it's been you know. But there was like radio, jet, jet, and I got to go. But I was like, what, what the was fuck? in the igloo ice chest? He said like a bunch of his wife's shoes. Well, like, obviously or, not. I, yeah. 
The same guy gave me some edibles on on this. Now there we go, dude. There's, so. weed, there's weed all up in that. Oh yeah. Oh, it was, and then he was like, oh, it wasn't the Jamaican weed that they were smelling. It was the fucking Alaskan other weed that I got from right. other longshoremen and shit that uh, had more money than me and tipped their fucking <laughs> made a little bit better and shit. That's funny. Because their their weed stunk up my room. That type of fucking Jamaican shit. All right. But my story to the captain is, I got it all in Jamaica. I would never bring on anything on the ship. I signed all that paperwork. All yeah. right. We got to wrap this up. Oh, uh, anyone want to drop anything? Uh, any any, any shout-outs? Alaska Before You Die Comedy Festival. If you are Alaskan local performer and you want to perform, you can go to Alaska Before You Die Fest at .com. And then you can also email me. Or get at me. I'm at Cass Smiley, and I will answer all of your questions. And uh, come watch our show. All right. Uh, Joe, anything you want to plug to include jewelry? His butthole. Yeah. Hit me up. Custom jewelry, wooden jewelry, body jewelry, <laughs> AKOG jewelry on Instagram. All right. So you have examples of your stuff on there? Yeah, yeah. Tons of stuff. Yep. I'm a woodworker, so hit me up on there. All right. Uh, Chris, anything that you want to plug? Nah. Butthole. No, just a whole you know bunch what? of butthole plugging. What Cash said, you know, come up here, whatever, you know. Plug butthole. We're just the luck, local comment. And I mean, you're obviously, if you're listening to this, you're probably funnier because you just heard my A material and stuff. Right. So. <laughs> so please. All right. So shout out to Red Run. Uh, if you're going to oh, yeah, buy I cannabis, see. that's a good place to buy cannabis. Uh, yes. I know yeah. I'm baked and stuff. So. All right. The well, I made stuff. you guys laugh, though, so I'm feeling pretty good about this being a pregame kind of deal. Alright. Thanks. That was Bye, fun. Felicia. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry.